Well, I got to do the first service out at the ballpark, um, as Dusty said, and I, I think the plan was you were going to play the video here, right? If, uh, if I couldn't make it over, um, I was a little scattered in that first service, so I think it would have taken uh, maybe till next week for them to edit that video in order to show you guys and uh, have it make sense. So I thought I'd come over here and, and see if I could uh, share some feelings with you. Um, you know, the story Jeff just talked about, and, and I've shared that a few times, um, the guy Jeff was talking about that he was working out on his property and called him out on it was me. And I say that because I have told this a few times, and, and I, I mentioned it to Jeff years later when we developed a, a, just a really close relationship. And I just let him know how much I appreciated him calling me out on that because that takes a lot for a friend to come up and and kind of question somebody and what they're doing is it is it kingdom work is this necessary uh, much less somebody that I really didn't know that well at the time and so he literally comes up and said Jeff how's everything going you know he's running the equipment out there building the pond and no it's going good it's going good I just uh you know, I just wonder if this is the best place for this money to be going. I, I can't remember exactly how it, how it went. Um, you know, I just sometimes I think that, you know, this could be going to, to more kingdom work. And I I'm, literally didn't know him that well. I'm kind of looking over. I'm like, man, all right, that takes some guts to, uh, you know, to come to the guy you're, you're working for at the time and, and kind of call him out. And, man, I did some reevaluating. And looking back, he's exactly right. And, and my wife and I have talked about that. You know, we live out here. We kind of live in this bubble. Awesome place. Plenty of room. Got the pond. Jeff built. And, man, we've talked about the constant reminder that none of this is ours. None of the money's ours. None of the property's ours. Reality is... The kid, my kids aren't even mine. And because of, a, a big part of because of Jeff's comment to me, kind of got us reevaluating on, all right, if we're going to have all this, then we dang sure better use it for kingdom work. We better use this, this ranch, this property, everything God has given us for for his mission for the for the great commission um so thank you again years ago for for calling me out um i, I don't get that very often but much much appreciated and uh we've had some awesome awesome conversations and time together since then i'm going to give you guys my brief testimony um some of you may have heard it so i'm kind of give you the, the condensed version. I grew up in a Christian home. Um, I guess I don't have to use this since I got a mic hooked up to my ear, huh? Sorry. I grew up in a, uh, in a Christian home with Christian parents and went to church every Sunday, had Bible, stu Bible, uh, Bible study on Wednesdays that my mom made my brothers and I go to. Uh, 
Sunday school on Sunday, church camps, Christian school for part of my life growing up, a big part actually. And I thank my parents for raising us in that environment and, and for, uh, for not only putting us, making us go to church, Sunday school, uh, the, the Bible studies, Christian school, but also living it out. The thing was, is it took me quite a few years to realize that there's a difference between religion and relationship with God, right? And I think, talking to Dusty, I think you guys have spent the last few weeks kind of covering this. But I didn't know, you know, when I was in, when I was in high school, I couldn't wait to get to college. Any of you younger kids in here, teenagers, adults, I think we can all relate. I couldn't wait to get to college thinking, okay, that's where it's going to be at. Get to college, man, I just, all right, college is great, but it's time. I'm ready to get out, do my own thing, start my own career, get to the minor leagues. Doesn't do it. Man, all right, well, maybe the big leagues. No, spent a few years in the big league, and don't get me wrong, I did not take it for granted. It was an absolute blessing, and, and I, I, I do not deserve any of the career that God has given me. But I started thinking, man, why is it never good enough? I keep setting all these goals and getting there, and it's like, man, is this it? And it hit me that I was chasing the things of this world that, although they might bring like instant satisfaction, it's a dead end. It's a dead end. I think we're all born with a hole in our heart that, uh, that we try to fill with drugs, alcohol, money, status, stats, coming from the, from the baseball world, and, uh, and none of it ever fills. It doesn't fill the hole. And we try and we try. And I thought, you know, although I knew God, I knew Jesus, I knew the stories. I mean, come on, I grew up in the church. Uh, no real relationship. Then, of course, years go by, I'm playing in the big leagues, and I look up, and I'm like, man, I, time to retire. You know, go back to Fort Scott, go back to the ranch, raise the kids, and, and now I can kind of catch myself and say, man, that's not, that's not going to do it. That's not going to bring that, that peace and joy in our life that we're looking for with all these outside things. So I was, I was trying to figure out what to talk about today out at the ballpark. Um, and, and a week ago, I kind of had in mind I'd go with the Father's Day theme, talk about what it means to be a father, the responsibility of a father, the responsibility of a husband, commitment to the church, I listened to a Francis Chan sermon, whatever, 10 days ago or something, and that's exactly what he's talking about. So that's kind of what gave me the idea of just being, being a man and leading the way we're supposed to lead as men. And then I go to a, a place uh, this past week, and forgive me if I look like I'm half dead up here. Um, I, we got in at 4 in the morning and uh, haven't got a whole lot of sleep, but I went to a place called the J.H. Ranch with my daughter. 
for a week, and it's in Northern California, um, an unbelievable place up in the mountains in the middle of nowhere. Uh, cell phones don't work. And going into that, and, th and this was their father-daughter week, and the whole purpose of this camp is to develop relationships, to learn how to build the relationships we have, uh, whether it's with your daughter, with your son, with your spouse, uh, and most importantly, with the Lord. And so going into it, I was thinking, all right, and you guys probably know the story, but I've got to spend a lot of time with my son. Drake and I have got to spend a lot of time together over the years. He used to come to work with me for years, flying our team flights. I always felt just a little bit guilty about not getting to spend as much time with my daughter and just never really having that, that deep, transparent connection between Montana, Montana and I. And so I'm thinking going into this camp that, <clears throat> all right, this is going to be great for us to connect, but this is going to be really good for her relationship with Christ. Well, little did I know that I needed this. I needed this camp um, probably a lot more than she did. And, and I had some things, uh, I, I guess you could say, exposed in my own life, uh, whether it was caring, caring more what people think than what God thinks. Um, you know, as a father and a husband, although providing is absolutely important, I'm not taking anything away from that. I think that my number one goal is to model Christ for my kids. And, uh, you know, ahead of spending time with them, ahead of providing for them, feeding them, giving them shelter. It's to model Christ in their lives. And so I was sitting in the airport yesterday in Oregon and just kind of jotting down some notes, which I don't have with me now. Um, they didn't help me a whole lot in the first service, so being a retired baseball player and not real bright, I figured, well, let's try no notes and, uh, and see if that helps. But I start jotting down some things that I just really wanted to, to bring out today and, and explain. I, 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 can't, I can't process, you know, the whole week of what happened. Again, I said earlier, I wish I had, which I learned how to do airplay on the iPhones. Uh, really cool if you guys have never done it, to, to dump pictures from the week-long camp. My daughter showed me how to, we can just connect and I can dump anything I want, you know, 10 feet away onto her phone. And I wish I had that right now, just to take that knowledge and that and that that love that that we felt during that week and just airplay it you know into y'all's head <clears throat> so I'm going to attempt to explain and, I, and I'll try to keep this brief the whole week all I could think about what kept going through my mind was this idea of religion which lives right here to relationship which is right here and although it's a, it's, a, it's a small gap, I think a lot of times, me included, we have a tough time going from religion to relationship. And like I said, growing up, I was all, it was all right here, the do's and don'ts. And this whole week was, uh, 
was really learning that that is all God cares about. He never asked us to be religious. He's asking for a relationship, right? And I know you're a Christian. You're saying, man, I was saved 15 years ago. Got baptized. Like, I did it. I did it. I'm in. Well, and I've been asked, just like Jeff held me accountable, I've been asked, okay, what has changed in your life since the day you were saved to now? Like, great, you're a believer. All right, share with me what that transition has looked like. And if we have to step back and say, well, man, I don't know. I've got, I guess I've gotten more consistent going to church. You know, I read to my kids occasionally, and my kids do the Wednesday night or Friday night or whatever it is. Well, again, and, and, and I'm not the judge at all. I guess the best way I could put it is, and this is the best way I've heard it put, is what if I was to spend an hour and a half a week with my wife? Right? What, or our, our spouse. What would that relationship look like? If we literally gave our spouse an hour and a half or two hours out of the week, it's probably not going to be a real good relationship, right? She deserves more than that. He deserves more than that. We expect more than that. Well, God expects more than that. Like, I, I can't, there's no way I can really connect with my wife if it's an hour and a half a week. Maybe I can know her. I could probably go on Google and read her profile or bio or whatever it is and, and know her stats, like know what, know what she's up to. But to really know her, we've got to spend time. To know your husband, we've got to spend time. And that's what stuck this, really this whole week is being intentional about getting in the Word and connecting right here with that vertical connection. Because I, I, can, I can try to do all these horizontal relationships and try to help fix my kids, help correct my friends over here, my wife, but if I'm not right right here, that ain't happening. This is not happening. I, I read a book from uh, Francis Chan that my wife got me can't remember the name of it but I know he's talking about in there he's like you know what if you're struggling in your relationship specifically your marriage and, and I love his approach here he's like forget the marriage forget the forget trying to fix the fix each fix yourself right here both of you focus right here on your relationship with the Lord just strengthen that and watch what it can do for the marriage Right? Watch what it'll do with your relationship with your kids. Because my daughter, she's not one to get up and talk at all. Um, she really keeps her feelings inside. And two or three days into this camp, I mean, she's, she's sharing stuff and just being able to be transparent with each other like I've never, I've never seen that side of her. And it was, it was awesome. She got up and shared. I don't even think I've told my wife yet. Because, um, again, I don't know if I said that. We, we ended up flying in yesterday, got in at 
got home about three or four in the morning. Uh, but she ended up getting up and sharing in front of three or four hundred people and just talking about what the week meant to her. Um, so if we can take if we can take that relationship and really again lock in on our prayer and our, and our intentional time in the word and, and what it takes is and again this was kind of the theme for the week is that it has to be intentional like every morning we have to continue to ask God to guide us and ask God to take over the day show us where he needs us every morning I was talking to Mo about that and I was asking her and she said you know it she said it really reminded her of this trust walk we did at this camp this camp had all kinds of obstacles in the sky and rope courses and all kinds of stuff well one of them was what they do they call it the trust walk so my daughter's in front of me and she's blindfolded and the dads and the daughters split up at the beginning and the counselors would come over and kind of give instructions so we had no idea what the other one was told I got my hands on her shoulders and I'm guiding her through the woods and she's blindfolded. Well then when the guide comes over I've got to take my hands off and then I'm just guiding her verbally. And so she's walking, she's walking and I'm giving her directions, you know, hey, three steps to the left, straight ahead, 20 feet, and we're going through all these obstacles. Well then I can't talk. But Mo doesn't know, my daughter Mo doesn't know that I can't speak to her anymore. So she just which you're not supposed to do this, you would think a child would stop and wait for instruction. Well, my daughter just keep, you know, she's gone. So I, I literally got to go stop her before she walks off a cliff into the ravine. Beside the point, the lesson after that was, and, and she had mentioned this, that we got to continue to ask for guidance and continue to ask for directions. Because once she finally figured it out, then she's like, okay, Dad, what can I do? And I wasn't, my instructions were I wasn't allowed to speak until she asked a question. So once she figured that out, well, she had to continue to ask. She had to keep asking, right? Like every few steps, all right, Dad, now what? All right, Dad, now what? And that's what God wants us to do. That's that kind of relationship he wants where we have to rely on him. I don't have it figured out. I promise you, I hope this is not coming across like I've, like I've perfected any of this. Um, I could tell you it was awesome because now I get to come home and, and have a much better sense of what that relationship looks like and, and really, I guess, stirred up some things, you know, inside that I could, that I could definitely improve on. <clears throat> You know, in our, in our prayer time, Dusty gave me probably some of the best advice I've ever got on prayer, because I'm not, I'm not what you call a professional prayer. Like, I, I'm not, uh, I don't have these long, drawn-out, sophisticated prayers. And Dusty, we were, we were talking one night, I don't even know if Dusty remembers, it was, I don't know, a year or two ago out at my house, and, and we were talking about prayer, and, and Dusty was like, you know what? He said, I, you know what I pray for? <clears throat> I, pray for, I pray to God to give me what I need, not necessarily what I want. And I think that's just an awesome way to start your prayer. 
Don't you think? Like, give me what I need, not what I want. Because those can be two very different, two very different things. You know, if you're out there and you're, you're thinking, man, this, this just isn't for me. You know, I'm, I'm just not ready to fully commit to this relationship with Jesus. And you're thinking, man, I, I, still, I still enjoy partying. I still, I still enjoy drinking, smoking, cussing, lying. Like, I'm just, I'm not ready for this because I'm going to have to sh- stop all that. No, you don't. No, you don't that can be the biggest misconception with Christianity is that one, we can no longer have fun and two, I have to quit doing all these things that I've been so attached to. You don't. What you need to do, the only thing you need to do is just reach out and see what God thinks. I'm telling you, nobody is too far gone. Nobody. He wants you guys, he wants us right where we are. Period. Right as we are, right who we are. He's saying, that's it. I got you. So don't worry about all these, all these habits or these, these things that we pursue, these pleasures. Let him take care of that. Go to, go to him and just say, God, I, I, I ain't doing it on my own anymore. I'm, I'm tired of trying. It's... It's a dead end or the wrong way every time I've done it on my own. And it just doesn't work. Here you go. Take it. And then let him go to work and watch that that transformation in your life. That's all I got. Thank you guys for the time.